Actually, I think it was because of your of that, I ended up buying more Sisters of Battle, just because I was like, this chibi one is awesome. I need to paint more. I thought the Indominus box was going to be a mix of Sisters of Battle, Space Marines versus Necrons. Kind of like you get two armies against like a big Necron army, but. And welcome to a new episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Nessie. And John is still not back from getting his alcohol. He must have decided to go brew it and make it himself. Because uh, it's taking him longer than two minutes. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> well, that was when I got speakers and a microphone. I can hear you down the stairs. <laughs> That's the reason why it was said. Welcome to episode 130. Really? You don't know? 130 what? Come on. Look, it's Kathy's job. She's not here, so it defaults to you. That's not true. It's <laughs> not true at all. Oh, hold on. I totally forgot. I'm actually on 133. Sorry, my, I had you turn on my airbrush today. Let's turn that off. It is 133. It is 133. Nice. Uh, episode 133, and is our Gunpla episode. If you notice, Kathy has changed and is not here. And right below me is our uh, friend Nessie. Um, Nestor, a.k.a. Nessie Knows. Um, he's going to be hanging out with us today talking about Gunpla while I try to build my first Gunpla model. Um, and we're going to ask him tons and tons of questions. And this is the episode that Banion has been dying to have. Um, oh, so I like that you're saying that before he's back down on his computer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. He's still making his oh, drink. He's there. He's he's on. Oh, he made it. So, um, before we get started, let's go ahead and get all of our shout-outs and everything. We want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting all of our stuff and providing a ton of uh, everything going around, um, pushing our podcast out to everybody. So we appreciate them more than anything. Uh, Lynn Stahl from Metalhead Minis, a uh, great sponsor. She is also selling a bunch of our products. Guys, if you go online, you can go and find uh, the link to our store. We sell dice for our podcast, uh, measuring devices for our podcast, you name it. Uh, and also you can find the Warfare Weekend stuff if you want to get Warfare Weekend 2020, cry, slash, cry, um, type uh, dice and pins. You can find that there. Uh, we also want to thank Creature Caster for us being a... Uh, uh, Creature Creator, they're awesome miniatures. You can also check them out. And Dan from Tectonic Craft Studios. Uh, we'll have some stuff uh, in a giveaway for his stuff pretty soon. Um, go check him out. He makes some really cool uh, laser terrain. Um, but that, uh, did I get everybody? I think I did. I think I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did, I did. Um, but today we have uh, Nestor here. Uh, he's going to be joining us for Gunpla. Uh, Nestor, what are you drinking today? Water. Nestor's on a water quick kick. Yep. I'm going back to work, so no hangover for, for tomorrow morning. <laughs> hangover? That's amateur stuff. It is, but I don't drink that often, so yeah, it still happens. Fair enough. Uh, John, what are you drinking today? Uh, I have my, my uh, cherry cola mixed with cherry vodka mixed with cherry juice. I think mm. you like cherry. Uh, I do. It's actually very tasty. 
It was a tart cherry juice. It's not too sweet, which I think oh. is the key. I am drinking a McCollin 18. It's got your choice mm -hmm. today. Um, we'll be going back to work in a couple of weeks, so uh, I'm going to be celebrating quite heavily with stuff. Uh, we do have some uh, shout-outs this week of uh, people that have passed away. Um, one that uh, I know that wouldn't... Uh, it's not Wolfer Brimley. I mean, Legionnaire posted on there, and I think, John, you sent it to me, what, yesterday? Yeah. And, and I had to think about it for a second, and I was like, Wolfer Oh, yeah. And... Everyone knows him for the wrong things. Correct. Um, but the one thing I remember him for more than anything, because I grew up with it more, uh, was Cocoon. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember mostly from uh, The Adventures of Remo Williams, since that's sort of my jam. Oh. And then also from Hard Target, the John Woo, Jean-Claude Van Damme action movie, where he plays uh, basically a Cajun, like, Robin Hood it's it's actually really awesome. It's one of his best roles, honestly. He just nails that accent every time. It's so ridiculous, but he just just all in on it. It's great. It really. He was Uncle Boudreaux. I think he was Uncle Boudreaux or something yes, like that. Yes. God. <laughs> but he's great in everything. He he literally he's in a movie. He's great. He's in the thing. He is just great. And I mean, later in life, he was known more for, uh, like I said, the diabetes commercials. Diabetes, if you prefer, and then also <laughs> for Quaker Oats. Um, and here's the funny thing: is he jumped into movies. He was actually in his late 40s, but he already looked like he was 60. Like you'd hard to believe when all those movies that we love, he was late 40s, really early 50s, and he looks way older than that. Yeah, yeah, I was shocked. I, I honestly thought he passed away a couple of years ago, and like, oh, he's still around. Oh, oh wait, no, he's not. So, um. Yeah, what was interesting is, you know, we always say that, you know, the diabetes thing or whatever. Um, but I remember Cocoon when that movie first came out. And that was like a big shockwave. And it was super, super popular. And everybody got really into it and stuff. And I totally forgot about him being in Remo Williams. And I really liked Remo Williams. I thought that was an amazing, uh, amazing show back in the time, a movie. Um, I always thought the the line where, um, what's his face, is like, uh, Chung, you're amazing. And he goes... No, no, I am better than that. And it's just, yeah, but still, it's just lines from the movie. Um, also, uh, Herman Cain uh, passed away from COVID, which is uh, ironic. Ironic. Really. Um, sad. I, it is sad. Yes. Even if I don't have a lot of sympathy, because. Uh, at that point, I'm sorry. You you made your bed. You get to sleep in it. I wish it didn't involve death. I wish you would have caught it, recovered, and been able to speak out against it because that would have been better. And, and Herman Cain was a cancer survivor. I don't mm -hmm. know how you survive cancer and then go willfully, ignorantly into this whole thing. But everyone, wear your masks. Yeah. Wear your masks. Wear, wear your, your masks. masks. Um, and also, we want to thank everybody that watches and listens to us on all of our different platforms. Um, we want to thank you a lot. Uh, it means so much. Uh, just so you know, we have a new podcast that will be coming underneath our banner. Um, there was a new podcast called Through the Void Gate. Um, they are doing Warcaster uh, type information. Um, and we sent them a test stream and they really enjoyed it. Um, they'll be getting up a, a Facebook page and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but their first post went out. Uh, there that they posted on they posted it on YouTube 
and we took it and posted it under our uh, stream and in one plus days a little over a day they had like over 400 plus listens and so they're awesome, like awesome. yes i am on and i'm like good we're happy to have you on just you know so you'll be seeing posts about that uh including a minority report and so on and so forth uh also if you uh, think there's a podcast that uh needs uh, a little help and shout out send them our way we we don't mind helping people new especially new people get their get their voice heard uh it's always nice to um Give everybody that extra leap and jump into uh, everything they need to do. Um, we don't mind hosting it and, and giving a little help of people. Um, so be on the lookout for that one. Alex uh, says episode one's up there. And uh, you'll see probably two and three pretty soon. Um, guys, crappy time out there. I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to be safe. Don't go out unless you have to. Or if you do have to go out, make sure you wear your mask. Um, keep healthy. Look out for everybody. Um, I wish I could give everybody a hug and make it say it's going to be better, but it's probably going to be a little bit before that happens. Um, right now, social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a virtual hug. We'll give you a virtual hugs. Um, also, if you need anything, don't hesitate to send a, one of us a message. We'll sit yeah. and chat and talk with you. Um, get things done. Just over the phone because you need some interaction. By all means, hit us up. We're happy, more than happy to. And if you're into computer games, you like Mech Warrior, John would be more than happy to pimp it out and get you hooked, and then give you shit when you don't get to play as much because you're busy with other projects. Um, adulting. <laughs> or that he was adulting. Elder Scrolls Online. If you're if you're playing on PlayStation Four, got a game? Look me up. I'll come and play with you. I ain't got a problem with that. Um, from all of us, Nessie included, um, be safe out there. Cheers. 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 Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm going to switch over to our paint cam uh, because uh, you're just going to have to see me paint, which really isn't painting, but it's going to be me building mottos. Gonzo's still having problems figuring out the whole Twitch thing. No. Everything's fine. All looks fine. I mean, it depends. Is the volume fine? Is it got messed up? Yeah, that's true. We always have messed up. We always have volume issues. Okay, so uh, before we get started and we get on this thing, um, gonna be going to be putting together this model right here. You the cool little cross lights from my uh, thing. Uh, Iron Blood Orphans Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, and going to be working on that cool sticker. Uh, shared that off already, but it's really cool. Oh, yes. Because uh, 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 the place that I bought this from was, uh, what was the one? USA Gundam is the one you sent me to? USA Gundam Story, yep. Yep. They, uh, they sent me and they gave me that sticker, which is cool. That's, that kind of has a little extra bonus for me that I think is really cool for them to do. They've, they've done it for the past two months. They've, uh, that's the second sticker. Um, and this year, there's a, this month is a new one, so I'm already trying to find out what I want to order so I can get that one. <laughs> Alright, so, of course, all the cool instructions. We're going to start from page one and go from there. I'm going to set this up so I can kind of look at it like this and do that and get going. Because uh, the first part is building the body. Um, I'm going to work on this while we do this, but Nessie, before we get, before we get too much into Gundam... Tell us who you are, what you do, um, pimp your podcast out that you're, not podcast, but you uh, you do Twitch streaming too. I, I do I do Twitch streaming, I do YouTube videos, so 
Um, well, I am Nestor Medina, also known as Nessie Knows. Uh, I am from New York City. So we were the epicenter for COVID. We decided we didn't like that, so we kicked it to Florida. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I paint and build and play miniature games, um, just like you guys. Uh, but mostly it's painting and building because there's no playing. Um, I'm not on that tabletop simulator thing. I, I never really, it's not my thing. That's cool. And if you like it, you like it. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's different. But um, but I also build Gundam, Gundam models, and that just happened uh, over about eighteen months ago. And I told Lynn, I was like, Lynn, I, I'm really into doing Gundams. She's like, you should do a class about it at Gen Con. And I thought she was joking. And um, you, if you know Lynn, she doesn't really joke when she tells you you should do a class about it. She's actually serious. Um. So I was like, okay, well, here's the class, and this is the model I'm thinking. And it's the model that Gonzo is going to be building, uh, which is the Vidar from Iron-Blooded Orphans. And it's actually the one I have here, um, fully built with a nice weapon and everything. It looks really cool. Um, so it, it will look as cool, if not better, because that was the first model I built. And... The, the pieces are, if you've built any Space Marine model, if you've built any uh, any mach any plastic miniature, you know you got to clean the nubs, you got to clean the, the mold lines, which are very few on Gundam models, but um, it's addicting. It's like, well, do I get to play with them? No, you put them on your shelf and... There are rules. People do make rules for games of them, but you put them on your shelf and they look really cool. So then you buy another one, and then you buy another one, <laughs> and then you're like Gonzo, who's bought four kits already. I've not bought four. Only buying, bought three. He's buying four this week. Watch. Um, you know, and then you just end up doing the entire kit. Uh, mm -hmm. The kits are great. The plastic uh, is very good. And the the stickers get annoying, and some people just don't bother putting the stickers, so they end up painting it. So that's another thing. So there's a whole there's a whole contest of painting these, of dioramas, of I mean, Seth from Game Castle has has done classes of teaching how to paint Gundams, and he's a prof he's like a professional Gundam painter. I haven't even painted a Gundam. It's probably next on my list. And people are like, well, you've painted miniatures. It's completely different. Uh, but they're a lot of fun. And you can well, see, like, once you once you start putting the body together, then you're like, oh, what's next? Well, let's, I got the head and then the arms and the legs. And next thing you know, you're forming Voltron. Uh, this, now, this, kit, this kit goes pretty fast. I have a question. I'm going to try to build as quickly as possible, but why do we call it Gunpla? Why not so, Gundam Modern Building or, you know, what? Where, where did that come from? Because I never knew about this. And the reason why, okay, I, I've always saw Gundam models and I always thought they were cool and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then one day you posted something up on, 
uh, Facebook, and I was like, oh, that one looks really freaking sweet. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if, uh, if I can find one that's cheap and reasonable that's not going to break the bank. And that's when we started talking about it. And I was like, okay, you're coming on the podcast. But what is Gunpla? So it's short for Gundam Plastics. Um, and there are specific plastic when they make Gundams um, that they just, like, if you notice that blue runner, and they're not called sprue, they're called runners. Um, the blue runner also has a mixture of the black and the white and all that combined. That's the way they inject mold uh, from Bandai or whoever Bandai third companies to make them. Um, and they're a specific chemical. So it's always been Gundam plastic, Gundam plastic kits. Uh, you can buy Gundam metal kits, but I haven't built one, so I don't think I want to build one. But yeah, Gunpla is short for Gundam plastic. Gotcha. Now, I've got my glue handy. Should I be gluing all this stuff together? Nope. You sure? 100% positive. Okay. I mean, because I have all the Gorilla Glue and all the plastic glue and everything else. You'll never... The only time is if a a piece gets really finicky after you're all done. Um, You may want to put that arm... uh, Certain hands have, like, the back of the hand is a... It's a simple piece that it keeps coming off. It just, you may want to glue that. Um, and the reason why the plastic, the back of the hand comes off is so you can switch weapons for the closed fist. But uh, nine out of 10 times, it stays pretty stable. Even even the seams are, um, if, you, if you're like any hobbyist, you'll know that if you file down the seams, uh, from pieces connect the joints together you won't need the glue anyway so it looks pretty easy because yeah, i've been i mean i'm clipping everything you know just following instructions i am going kind of quick uh because yeah. we are talking i want to try to get this done as much as possible um and do this stuff but uh the plastic feels like normal you know model plastic uh so it's not like you know a big huge you know change or whatever but it definitely feels just like you know normal plastic on any yeah. kit um of course all the instructions are in japanese except for a little bit of english like turn the part do this do that not much you know in here um everything seems to fit pretty good so far i'm in one two three four five six seven pieces so far and everything goes pretty smooth yeah, um, and and uh, Bannon, do you advise gluing some parts that are meant to move, meant not to move? That's completely up to you, um, because they're so imposable. Even at this, even at this height, you can you can always mess around with the pose unless it's you're one hundred percent. You don't want it to move. Um, don't you? You don't have to glue. Them. You know, unless you feel like that's always the creator's choice uh, of the kit. So now I had uh, joined a couple of uh, Gundam discords and Gundam uh, forums and different things just to kind of check it out and see what it is. And there are a lot of different things that I was seeing. And like one of them I saw was um, the chibi version. Is there Mm -hmm. a 
specific, you know, whatever. Because I did see those bottles when I went to the game store. And I was like, I'm not into the chibi stuff, but I, you know, see how people like it. Uh, is there a specific, you know, thing for that? Is there like a specific, a specific category they want to call it? Um, or is it so just chibi? Those, those are just called the super deformed. Okay. Uh, yep. Super deformed chibis, and here's an example of one. <laughs> So he he's been uh, he was on my desk before I dropped him and his arm came off, uh, but um, he those are great for kids. Those are you got an eight year old, ten year old, boom, keep them busy to thirty minutes. Um, the one you're building is a high grade. It's it's a H it's a HG grade. Um, that's a one one forty fourth scale. So it means it's one one forty fourth of an actual Gundam. You want to see what a real Gundam looks like? Go to Japan. They just yep. built one. Um, they made it flip everyone off. They yep. They made it flip everyone off. It's it's full size. But um, the one one forty fourths are about six inches, give or take, and they are the entry level to most Gundam kits. So the one you're building is pretty entry level. Um, I would say standard hobby time is about ninety minutes. Depending, I mean, the stickers, the stickers add to the stress level. Um, become friendly with the tweezers. <laughs> Very friendly with the tweezers. Like, or you can paint them, like I said. Uh, that's, that's the best entry level to start with. The next step up are the real grade or the RG kits. They're still 1-144th scale, but they, are, they have an inner, inner skeleton compared to that kit, which is just snapped together, the inner skeleton gives it more posability. Um, and they go in price, obviously. So it'll be about 10 to $15. Okay. So so the, like the one that I'm doing right now was like, what, 20 bucks, I think is what it was? Should be about about 15 to 20 bucks. Yeah, give or take. It was shipping and all that stuff. And then I have this one, and you say this is an HG. What is the HG for? Uh, that's high grade. Okay. And... What's the difference between this one and this one? Between this one and the one I'm building? Uh, nothing. Yours is also an HG. Okay. So, and then I went and got this one yesterday. And it's the MG that you were saying. Yep. The MG is uh, the next step up after real grade, which is uh, 1 100th. So, it's about 10 inches high. Uh, and it's a lot more pieces also has the inner skeleton but it's a lot more complicated a lot more moving parts you can expect to see servos moving for the arms you can see the joints on the legs actually be hidden when they're moving and uh posability goes through the roof on some of these okay now and there's is there anything after the master there is a what's called a perfect grade which is um I think you need a degree in, in mechanical engineering to build <laughs> on top of that of like build it on a full moon with like covered with like there's a lot. The moving parts on a PG are sometimes mixed with metal as well, like screws. Um, you'll spend like 13 pieces on just the finger on some of these. So it's they get really out there and they have they all have expandability for like uh, LED lights and sounds and, and, and just enormous amount of upgrades. 
um but the perfect grades are like the showpiece for your for your your home like that's the centerpiece of your table it's looking really massive compared to all the little ones that you have around your house yeah Bainey and I put one together and I I feel like he was working on it for almost a year it's possible and little fits and spits not like any big you know thing he'd like we'd get up there watch a movie and he'd work a little bit on it while we're watching a movie it was it took him a while it's super legit it is awesome even has swords that'll poke you good lord yeah the the the, the posability on that is oh, like yeah. it, it's like your all the finger joints move joints, your finger, wrists oh God, yeah. like the inside of that palm moves because it can close um it can bend the wrist a certain way and it's actually just like a, a skeletal structure so mm -hmm. the the limit of the skeletal structure is like your limit so okay um now this one that I'm building, it's all different colored parts and everything. And um, for the most part, once it's done and completed, it's just going to look like a normal unpainted model colored plastic, correct? It is, yeah. The color kind of just gives it to the point where you don't have to... It gives it more pop than just a, a standard uh, gray plastic. So that's the good thing about the colored plastic. Okay. So, if I were wanting to paint this, should I paint these pre-assembled, you know, clip them and then paint them, or what should I do? So, what I've seen a lot of uh, Gundam painters do is they'll put it together, make sure it's as perfect as it can be, um, and then paint it in sub-pieces. So, they'll paint the head separate, they'll paint the arms and the body um, and they'll, or even they'll even take away the piece, the armor plating for some, and just paint the armor plating because of the bigger, the bigger piece, the bigger models, the armor plating can come off and not affect the entire model itself. Gotcha. Um, on top of that, what about um, we've always seen, and I've seen it, and it's the pins. The Gundam pins for filling in. Because, I mean, like, this stuff right here, I don't know if you can see it really well. But, like, I got this little, you know, indent. And we've mm -hmm. seen it. And actually, John had showed us a picture of one where the guy put a pin and it just filled in that area and it was done. What, yeah. Uh, what, what a, expand on that. Because, I mean, that just looks too good to be true. Is these pins yeah, that does everything. It's panel lining. So, it's, it's like black lining on miniatures. Um... So you can go in there with uh, a Tameo type of black line ink that you can use. It comes with a little brush, and you can just dab it in there, and the ink will just flow um, like magic. It will just flow into the, the crevices. Um, you can do that with the, the Gundam, ink, uh, Gundam line pens that they make as well. I've seen those. Uh, I see those at um, B. Dalton Books or whatever. Right, or and you can even do it. I've done it with, uh, with India inks. Um, with like because why wouldn't I have India black ink um, <laughs> and I do it as well like you know just dab it a little bit in with a small brush and you're great and it'll just fill in the panel lines and you can even make uh, it'll pop up even more without even having to paint the model so do you just build and let them go or do you do the painting and all that stuff too? So I've done, uh, I've done the panel lining and that was pretty good. I've, I've, 
I feel that the panel lining should be done more when the model is painted, where the where the uh, kit is painted. It'll look better. Uh, so, it, I haven't painted one. I tried, and I just was not feeling the paint I was using. I was using uh, some brand of paint that people were like, oh, you should use this brand. And I was like, ah, I kind of use a different brand. But, um, they're, they they have they've made so many different paints just like game it's just like uh any game company they make their own paints oh yeah um, and sms uh, ak interactive that they they use because ak does a lot of um scale models um like tanks and such they make them for gundams as well and a lot of oil brushers and such so you can they do a whole series on just painting Gundam kits with with their paints, um, but uh, they're like you need to use it at a certain PSI, and I'm like, all right, I paint miniatures. I don't want to, I don't want a recipe. I want to do it my way. Um, but yeah, it, it the painting is it looks like it's a lot of fun. I just it's one of those I was gonna do one for Gen Con this year. I was like, I I, I want to paint one for the Gundam competition, and when COVID hit and I was like, Oh, I guess I'm not painting a Gundam this year. So <laughs> I got another year. Woo. <laughs> because, okay. Cause whenever you know, I saw these, I've, I've seen these models in the store, you know, forever. And I was like, okay, this is just, you know, cool. It'll make a little model and stuff, but there is a huge, huge, and I want to, I don't want to call it subculture, but it's the best way to put it of people that are behind this, that there's, big competition for yes. painting these models now. Uh, Cause I know last year, Lynn and I talked about it when she was doing the Gen Con stuff. She was like, the Gunpla stuff is really, really, and I don't want to say going mainstream, but it's actually hitting a lot bigger than people say are now, which is cool because it needs, I mean, John will tell you giant fucking robots. Yeah, enough said. Robot. Yeah. Yep. Enough said. Um, so it's interesting to see that it's getting more popularity and people are, you know, doing them and putting them together. And it's actually getting a scene within the painting community because I think there's a few that you've posted up uh, on your Facebook feed. And I was like, damn, that's a cool fucking model. And I was like, that one looks really neat. And then like this one, you got me. It's cool looking. And then the second one, the the, H, the other HG, whatever that um, I got, it had some cool looking parts and cool looking poses. So I'm like, yep, I'm I'll get that one. It looks cool. It looks neat. A lot of fun. Um, and so it was interesting to see that they're breaking out um, a little bit more than, hey, there's John in his basement putting together giant robots um, type thing. Which... I live upstairs. Banyan lives in the basement, puts together giant robots. <laughs> okay, so Banyan. Uh, <laughs> but um, now here's, here's my question. Does everything have to be a Gundam? To be a gunpla. Gunpla is more specific to Gundam plastic. Um, I have a few of the uh, Flame Toys Transformers, which are similar. They're not Gundam per se, obviously, because they're Transformers. But um, like I just ordered, I just ordered Megatron for the Transformers line, but it's not a Gundam, obviously. And, but it's the same type of plastic. So it's... 
So what would you call that if it's not uh, a Gundam? If it's not Gunpla, what do you call... Giant fucking robot. Giant fucking robot. Honestly, Gonzo, it's sort of like, what do you call a tissue that's not a Kleenex? Correct, and that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, like, I still post... When I I do my Twitch streams for, for building Gundams, it's still... Like, the Transformer stuff is getting thrown in there. Yeah. Um, because it's, well, because it's, right, it's, a, because, it's the same sort of thing. It's, it's, it attracts the same people. Right. I mean, if you like Transformers, there's a 9 out of 10 times you're going to like Gundams or other giant robots of, like, Macross or Robotech, right? So, like, I'm waiting here, to get here. a uh, Macross uh, kit because that's just... I grew up watching Robotech as a kid. Oh, yeah. And that was my introduction and as a kid, everyone was like, but you should watch Gundam. And I was like, what? No, Robotech. And then they were like, no, Macross. So I was like, okay, I know the difference now. But, like, it's, <laughs> giant, it's a giant fucking robot. <laughs> uh, on that note, I would love potentially to get one of those really nice kits of something like uh, Gypsy Danger from Pacific Rim. That would be awesome. Yes, those are those are available. And the LED kit makes uh, like, it uh, it's yeah, the LED kit is great and it's cheap. You just like it's an eleven dollar piece. You just put it in the sensor and it glows orange and it's really sweet. Sorry, John. Um, <laughs> I mean, do do we see googling coming up right now? I think you. No, you can hear my keyboard when it goes off. Great. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bandai also does the Star Wars models and uh, Zoids, which I mean, we all grew up knowing about Zoids. You know, giant panthers with like massive amounts of weapons all over the place and dragons. I mean, those are great kits. So if I say I'm going to put together a Gunpla model and it's one of the Transformer ones, nobody's going to be like, "Oh well, you fucking idiot, you that's not Gunpla." Or is there, are do they have do is there a diehard fan base like that? Depends on what group you go to. Reddit will probably be like, "Well, that's not really considered a Gunpla," and then you just block that guy. Um, <laughs> and you just what? I didn't hear that. That's, you block that guy. You just, you just oh. block that guy. <laughs> okay. Um, but but like so so one of the so shocker. I'm from New York City. I'm Puerto Rican. So um, I I'm part of the Gundam community that the Gundam Puerto Rico, like Gunpla P Puerto Rico, and uh, because there's a huge community of guys in Puerto Rico that build gun Gundams. But I've posted Transformers. I've posted uh, the Neon, the Evangelion kit, and they don't care. They, whatever, they they love it. Um, but then you get that one guy's like, "Well, it's not really a gunpla." It's I'm like, "Okay, thank you. I did not ask." <laughs> <laughs> that that's true. I mean, just imagine them putting up their glasses and I'm, "Well, that sir is not technically a gunpla." <laughs> That's 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 what ends up happening. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of curious about. That you know, because I mean, to me, it's a model, and if it looks cool, you know, whatever. Um, something I did see and I thought was interesting was there was people that were talking about aftermarket kits uh, and add-ons that you can do. Because like this guy right here, there's no stand. No, the stand is normally separate. Um, They've actually started adding stands for some of the bigger kits. Mm-hmm. Um, but they make the stands for the size. So 
that's a 1 1 44th scale kit so you're looking for a 1 1 44th scale stand um they normally around seven to ten dollars uh the bigger kits obviously are more because they'll need more connection points to hold more weight because shocker the mgs and the pgs start gaining getting very heavy um banyan i'm not sure if you know how much yours weighs but that pg i'm pretty sure is way over three or four pounds so oh yeah having it stand on to do some crazy pose midair is gonna need a, a heavier stand yes absolutely Actually, I had that on stand, and then I kicked it out. For, I had the one you're building on a stand, and then I kicked it out for another Gundam, and then I kicked that one out for another Gundam, uh, and I had it had it on Starscream for a while. So, like, I rotate the stands all the time. <laughs> you, you can get stands on Amazon and a lot of the other sites too. Even the sites that sell like Transformer models, they'll get stands. And if you need all, there's all sorts of stands out there. You guys can search that stuff. It's a crazy amount. Yeah. And they get they get very in depth as well because the stand could also be part of a diorama, um, mm. like a space scene, and like behind it has got exploding missiles that you just add to the stand, and you're like, okay, everything out of stock <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it's COVID and everybody's doing models right now, and yeah, uh, the only thing I could find was a a, a hobby grade uh, Gypsy Avenger from the second movie, but it's out of stock not that expensive like you said Nestor it's not that yeah. bad yeah and, and they're they're all like I said most of them are about like one uh, about six to seven inches depending on on the kit are <sighs> uh, you working on the shoulder now yep almost oh. done with this one shoulder so Banny I mentioned uh, what discord or resources would you advise hooking into if you're going to expand into adding maybe sound and light into your next perfect grade kit He's crazy like Ooh, that. Um, I would always check. Um, I would say for Facebook, if you check with USA Gundam Store um, and Gunpla Space Builders um, on Facebook, they that community will lead you to the right one because there's so many different ones. Um, but Gunpla Builders on Facebook is where I go to most of the time for like, I'm at thinking of using, painting this, I'm, I'm thinking of painting, where should I go? What paints should I use? Everyone swears by SMS paints. Have I used it? No, why? Well, I'm painting other things right now, but at least I know where I can go to ask people. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, yes, Banyan, Gun, Gunpla Builders. Um, and USA Gundam Store, their Facebook page, is very helpful because there's a lot of people that talk in that page, and they could point you to at least a couple of other different resources. Uh, they are also in Florida, so I make fun of Florida, but I hope they stay safe as well. Um, and then there's another one. For me, actually, there's one in Jersey that I've been to, but I don't really... Uh, I haven't talked to them more, say, so I really couldn't point you to them. But Gunpla Builders on Facebook, and if you find, there should just be one, but if you find four, I'm sorry. I don't know which one exactly it would be. Actually, I could find that out. It would be nice. Um, but yeah, Gunpla Builders on Facebook is probably the best place to go. 
And if you if you check, there might be one for the the state you're in. Like there's one for New York City, New Jersey, that I'm in. And uh, so the current Gunpla Builders has uh, is by builder uh, the owner's Richard Flanagan, and it's a got it's got a purple Gundam on the cover, and it's got way over a lot of people. Um, actually, can I put the link in the Twitch? Yeah, you should be able to put the link in the Twitch. Unless we had to block it because uh, we had more reports this week. Oh, hope not. If not, yeah, well, that's it. That worked. Okay, yep. yeah. Just do it, and if not, we can get it fixed. Yep. But uh, it's got a lot of guys in there. I think it's got way over 24,000 people. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's a, they, got, they do a lot of... Uh, testing like com combining of kits as well of uh, custom kits conversions like crazy because the kits are so interactive together the arm of one kit might be very close to another kit and you might be like well i want that shoulder pad because it's got like the spikes on it and then like you'll just put that combine it on there and it'll look really smooth that's when the hobby gets really out of control i'm just letting you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have like someone who's eight. bought miniatures kits for just a single part. It gets out of control. <laughs> I have eight Gundam kits that I need to build, and it's not like I can't build them. It's more like, well, I have like four boxes of Star Wars Legion. Let me put those boxes together, because it's like, all right, really quick, I can build like seven miniatures, and then. But when you're building a Gundam, it can get very intensive, and uh, especially the higher grade kits, the the MGs and the perfect grades, they'll just, they'll, they'll take weeks, weeks, and weeks of time. You, I have two master grades waiting to be built, and I'm like, why? Why did I buy this? Oh, wait, it was cheaper. <laughs> I got a clear schedule for those. Yes, I definitely recommend that. And now he's up to the forearm. B33. I love how intricate they get because you wouldn't think how like the pieces just get um they get so they get together and next thing you know your arm bends. Yes. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute, wow, wait, that just happened? Like the arm bends completely and the wrist of the movement and everything goes so great that you're like, Well, I can do this more. And next thing you know, your your hips and your waist and the hips, the the the, the, sh the knees, the everything, the foot, the ankle, all bend, and they get better. So yeah, if they, if they ever made, I think the Space Marine that they made in Gundam, uh, in Gundam style, I was very interested in building it, but then I looked at it more intricate. I was like. Mm, I've kind of seen better kits. Um, so I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the next generation. Like, Remember, GW is not really a big dog when it comes to this. Like, in miniature games, sure, but when it comes to plastic kits in general, Bandai's like, yeah, you're okay, but, you know, step up right. your game. Right. I saw it. I looked at the pieces. I was like, this looks cool, but 
my first Barbados over there looks way better. So I'll, I'll wait until they get it. They do it again if they do it again. Had to take a piece apart because I did not put that part together correctly. And of course, this is a piece that has a bunch of stickers on it, and we're gonna forgo the stickers. And it's not like you can't necessarily take it apart and put the stickers on later if you want to. Yep. Yep. And then we're on to A23. We're on to some hands. There's a lot of ro giant robots uh, that I love that would be great in that kind of thing. A good, uh, you know, Battletech mech in that kind of uh, gunpla would be awesome. Yeah, I've seen a Mad Cat similar to that style. Oh. Um, but, I mean, they've, they've made so many great kits and, like, your giant, giant robots. Come on. Like, yeah, giant robots. Uh, you know, like, the Transformers were the first. It was Optimus Prime that caught my eye, and then I was like, well, I like this kit on top of that. And they came home with, like, four kits. Like, all oh. because I wanted one Optimus Prime. You, uh, you're speaking Banyan's language now. You mentioned a Mad Cat. <laughs> He's such a clan fanboy. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I love uh, playing when I was playing MechWarrior 2, so... Oh. Um, in college, when I should have been studying. <laughs> you're playing that stuff? Dude, I, was I, playing. Majored, I majored in skipping class and minored in Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Gonzo, that's what I was talking about, that one piece that you're putting on the hand. Uh -huh. That's that's what a lot of people decide if they want to glue it on because they, you know, they're not going to take it apart because they know they're going to leave the weapon in that in that hand. Gotcha. Um, sometimes you have to take it apart to slide in a sword or something. If it gets a little loose, you could probably just put some blue tack in there and it'll stay in until you decide it needs to come off. That's also possible, yeah. Do not uh, discount the power of blue tack. No, sir. It's it's held up a lot of things in my in this well, yeah. <laughs> Blue pack is the shizzle. We we used the old place to keep the uh, the twister for the lock didn't work and like it come off. So I just literally just put blue tack on there, stuck it back on. We're good. Sorry for that smack, guys. That was probably loud. Okay. What I loved about this one is because he's got a rapier as a weapon. Um, <laughs> John. John. <laughs> Like, is a rapier really a good weapon to be using against another giant robot? It right, really has like, squishy bits. You're like, it's, right. it's like, it's awesome. He looks so cool. Listen, like mine, mine has his rapier in the back and with the pistol up front. Like, he looks very regal. Because the pilot from the show is very regal. He's very, he's a swordsman. Uh, like, all his Gundams have swords. And um, some of them are... It's a classic. Right, so... To have him with the rapier was like, okay, he looks pretty cool. But he also has like a folding sword, which I should find somewhere around here. It's, just, it's actually pretty crazy. Um, he has a folding sword, and, and then he has, I'm like, why do you have a folding sword? Like, what is wrong with you? What are you killing that you need a folding sword? <laughs> oh, other <laughs> giant giant robots. <laughs> I always thought that's why they went with the uh, the uh, the beam saber because having a big giant you know sword didn't make sense. But if it's an energy sword, yep, yep, and 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 it, it goes with the storyline. Like he's he's the the pilot is he's had this is the third version of his Gundam because his first one got wrecked, so he upgraded to a second version, and then when that got wrecked, he upgraded to a third version. Um, 
I'll be fair. The last Gundam series uh, or the Gundam anything I watched was came out in 1991. So it's it's been a little bit. Was that Gundam Seed? Uh, no, it was way before Gundam Seed. It was Gundam F91. Oh my god! That before in the pocket are the last ones I watched. The uh, so I I ended up watching Gundam Wing because everyone swore by it, and I was like, I don't know if I like this. And I told my friend, he's like. It's like I slapped him. <laughs> well, I mean, not everything. I, like, so, I, I like, like sorry. It's military sci-fi, and it sort of went from military sci-fi to pure sci-fi, which is cool if that's what you want. But you know, some some of us have seen a lot of giant robot stuff, so we don't want it to necessarily step on the toes of our other giant robot stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and so like I like my series, and the Gundam Wing is cool because it's the first one I saw that had the. A special Gundam with the the wing type body on it, and and which everyone's like, oh my god, that Gundam wing is so great. I'm like, okay, cool. I love the Gundam look. I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, Gonzo may hated the movie, but in uh, Ready Player One, when he had the original <laughs> Gundam show up, I was like, hell's yes. The RX seventy eight. There you go. That bad boy drops, and everyone swears that's a great kit. Um. And I, people ask me, hey, what kit should I get? Some told me, tell them the RX-78 because it's the classic Gundam. But the Vidar, um, the one I told Gonzo, is just, it's it just looks uber badass. And, oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's also... You any, any kit you want after that, but it looks cool. Well, the thing is, is it's also not going to break your bank, too. That's the one thing, because whenever I first started looking at Gundam, and, of course, Banyan was like, Shit, that thing's only twenty bucks. I got one that's like three hundred. I'm like, no, no, yep, no. I, I don't, because I mean, these kits. I mean, as a guy's done kits forever and all his life, they're not. It's not hard. It's pretty simple. This one is pretty simple. Um, so I mean, it's 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 just straightforward. The instructions are pretty good. Um, there's not much that I've you know had to you know, go over, I've had to kind of turn the part a bit, you know, fiddle it, you know, okay, it goes this way, but there's only been like one piece. It was like the face mask. So, I mean, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it was been, it's been pretty, pretty easy. Um, and like I said, I could see this. So you use this in your class, describe what you do in your class and how you would teach this in your class. Give us kind of a rundown of how that goes. So it's a two hour course which is a lot is pretty normal for a gen con or adepticon class uh length um the first 30 minutes is always lecture i go through what each kit is like the different types of kits the sizes the cleaning the cutting of the sprue the different tools you need um you know, an X-Acto knife, a file, uh, what type of files, emery boards. And I will have examples of everything because I buy an $8 kit that has everything I need um, and what you can do beyond. Uh, and then the class will open up their kits just like you did. And they'll start with part one, building the body, building the head, building the arms. Uh, and then I'll stop just at where you're at. Um and normally that's around the 90 minute mark in the class. And I will tell them about advancements of panel lining, um, painting, and other courses that were supposed to be done this year at Gen Con, but unfortunately didn't get ha happen. Um, 
but like one of my courses were was going to be um panel lining just a quick one hour cl class on just panel lining your your gundam uh and mostly it would, it would be like one of these super deformed uh kits like here you get a ten dollar kit put it together practice your panel lining um and then painting i was gonna do but again like i said never really got a chance to like make the class but the main course is always the hg kit build the head build the body build the arms uh build the legs and, and but the class i had last year sold out um which was great for 15 students and everybody had fun and everybody asked what's next what do i go from where do i go from here and that made me smile because it was my first class that i did for this and already the ideas were okay we're going to show you how to do panel lining we're going to show you how to do painting we're going to show you how to do dioramas and that can get very intense because it's 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 like dioramas for any miniature except bigger uh you know like cotton ball clouds are a thing you know like of explosions oh yeah <laughs> um, so the class is it's one it's it's a very informative class um I mean, I wrote, I wrote it, so I'm hoping it's informative, but, <laughs> uh, but Lynn, when I gave it to Lynn, she's like, oh, cool. What about this? Like, you know how Lynn is. She is oh, yeah. for detail. Um, and I, you can't I phone that her, shit in with, with Lynn. Nope. Nope. When she asked me to teach three years ago, the first time I thought she lost her damn mind. Um, and she's like, no, you got this. You can do this. I'm like, okay, you're crazy. But, um. Yeah, she's like, I need you to teach cleanup and preparation of miniatures. I was like, what's that? She's like, you're joking, right? Like, um, but it's the same preparation and cleanup is required of any miniature and any Gundam kit. So pinning, magnetizing, you can do it on a Gundam kit. And uh, that can just become LED lights can be part of a Gundam kit. Very big thing for Gundams. It's like... You might not be able to do it on this kit, but uh, the MG you got, Gonzo, I'm pretty sure you can add to it. Get those nice big LED lights to make it flash and uh, make noise when you walk into the room. And What? I don't need that. That'll... I think John's still searching for that kit. I know it. Look at him. So, no, actually, I'm finding uh, the uh, the Mad Cat slash Timberwolf one for Panion, uh, <laughs> but I don't find one. I found a lot of pictures, really cool pictures, but not the actual. Yeah, this kit. was this was like before. I want to say like late to the early 2005. So who knows if they even make that anymore? Like, there's some kids that you'll never find again, unfortunately, because they just ran out of print. Yeah. Doesn't mean I can't look. Yep. Can't drool. I can't. I occasionally find the uh, little hidden gem on eBay or something, and and spend more money than I'm supposed to. Of course, we always do that. I mean, it's not like I'm buying a lot of gaming stuff right now since I got no pressing needs for uh, my armies. They're all complete as far as I'm concerned. 
-da. So in the time that we've done, how long has it been? Because I didn't start till about, what, 7.15 or so, give or take? Because we had to do the other stuff? I'm pretty sure uh, Master's at 8.15 also. Sure, yep, whatever. so um, in about 45 minutes, you're at the part where the class is generally at. Um, even with me discussing and like answering questions and helping them with kids, um, it's it's right on course. Like the the body is fairly simple. Um, so yeah, about ninety minutes. Most people are done, and and again, this is your first kit um, that you built as a Gundam. Uh, when you start doing these types. Um, for this class, for like this this series of the of the show Iron Blooded Orphans, you they all pretty much come together the same way, uh, and they make this kit the bigger version, a one one hundred kit, uh, uh, master grade or yeah master grade size. Uh, so that just becomes I was gonna do a, a real grade class and that was gonna be a three hour course. Um, because the inner skeleton does make a difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that that alone is is so intricate in detail that you're just like, okay, awesome. Yeah, because I noticed that when I was looking at different ones and going to the different um, areas, that there was a skeletal one, and that was actually a question on a lot of the when I was looking up on Amazon and eBay and all that. People were like, there is a people ask, does this have an inner skeleton or is it just like this one type thing? Which I thought was interesting that there's an inner skeleton to s these models. It just kind of, you know, nothing, nothing wrong or anything. I was like, what, an inner skeleton? Really? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, there's an inner skeleton to it. Yeah. To, to the point where the inside of the head has space to put an LED light on some of them. And you're like, Wow. The the real grade kit is a little bit more intense, I find, than a master grade kit because the master grade kit has bigger pieces. So the real grade kit is is smaller. It's like the one one forty fourth scale that you're looking there, but then you're adding the inner structure on top of that. So it's like all the smaller pieces that you would find on a on a master grade are now a little smaller on a real grade and the amount of stickers on a real grade get crazy um, or decals because they can be they can actually use decals as well so oh, it depends on the, it depends on the kit much better than stickers yeah you can actually order the decal you can order decals instead of stickers for the kit oh no I choose life <laughs> actually I've gotten pretty good at decals thanks oh, a lot it's definitely a skill you can get I, it's not a skill I have Back in my games workshop today, we had a guy who would do the decals. I'm like, I need decals done. Sanchez, get them decals done for me. What do you need from me? Right. And he would take care of them. He was good with it. And then I would do something for him. And that's how the world worked. So I think my daughter found out one of her favorite characters died on. Is it Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> As in the show or the, the actor or someone in the show? For the show. She's nah. awesome. She's watching the show, and I'm like, I've, I've been through, like, ER, so, like, call me when you get to that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What are we at? What time are we at? 8 o'clock. 
So, okay. Upper torso, both arms. Done. Okay. In about 45 minutes. So, not bad. I mean, it, it went together really quickly. I mean, I, I'm not filing, you know, like, there's, like, this part right here where the it came together, and I'm not getting that down, and there's a little bit of modal line, but I'm like, mm, you know what? I just want to get it together so I can go, rawr, and, you know, pose it up and, you know, put it on one of my shelves. Like I said, Pretty- you can take it apart and, and, and fix up if you ever want to. Because yeah. there is none of this going on. As everybody knows, uh, I, I thought it was interesting because now are all Gundam models glueless? They're all snapped together, correct? Just about. Just about. Then, like I said, some of the perfect grades, you will have to screw in some pieces because they have they'll come in with like Phillips head screws and and such. But majority of the time, it's kind of snapped together. I mean, because I went together pretty quickly. The only thing I had an issue with was just making sure I had everything in the right way. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. overall, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, horrible. It wasn't, you know, super confusing. Yeah. So, I mean... The the one thing that I I find can get very annoying, you see the ball socket on the the waist area? Mm -hmm. That will tend to come out from the hip, the the socket where you connect it to Mm -hmm. the bottom, to the body, to the rest of the body. It can... The posability is, is limited in that because it will pop out. So the real grade has that inner structure that you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And then, then anything at above, any grade above this, some of the posability just gets a lot better, but the pieces get all, it'll take you a lot longer. So it's kind of like, gotcha. you, you just trade up. Yeah. Cause I'm looking at it. And so right now I'm at legs. Was, you know, next is the right leg. I'm just going to show some of the, the thing I'm going to uh, move out of the way a little, buddy. Uh, I'm at right leg. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and then, of course, you go to left leg. Big surprise, big shocker, right? Yep. Um, and then you're pretty much done with the model in its basic concept. You've got pretty much everything. And then the rest of the stuff is, hey, look, here's his backpack. And the place where he keeps his, you know, rapiers. And then, you know, then it's got... Multiple rapiers, of course, in case one breaks when he stabs it against something. He, <laughs> he actually stabs it, and he'll leave it in there and just grab another one. So, oh, so it's like the New York Reload of Swords, pretty much. Okay, which again is why I like this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's super cool. Like I may be particular about the silliness of using a rapier against another mecha. It doesn't make it any less cool. It's just like, okay. Yeah, and like you see that giant the sniper rifle, I oh. dropped that. I gave that to another model because the, he looked cooler with the rifle than he did with like a pistol. I was like, no man, you, you look sniper worthy. You you should have a sniper rifle. Okay. Um. Now I did find this interesting that you know they say on here compatible with a BA for a round connector for action base two, of course sold separately. And stuff. So they tell you mm-hmm. which one you should you should get to do this. I'm kind of yep. curious if I can uh, 3D print that. I wouldn't be surprised if they already make one that you an STL that you can find. That's something I'm kind of curious about. Well, that was pretty easy. I mean, for just that part right there. I mean, of course, I'm a, a little bit you know more than anybody else hobby builder, and so that was pretty quick and easy. Um, everything kind of moves pretty simple. Head bubble, wobble, 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 arm, yep. shoulder. You know, blah, blah, blah. 
not a big deal. Everything seems to, you know, flow. I could see if you sat here and just wiggled it a lot, it would, you know, wear it out, but, you know, right. type thing. But for the most part, you're going to pose them, put them up, put them on the shelf, and make them look badass. Like some of the other ones that I have over there. Not Gundam models, but just like that, that in the, the, the winged one that I have is not a model. It was just a toy. So, I mean, it was just put together, go and be done. So let me switch over here. Let's go and go to our media section. Uh, I see Banyan decided to post something uh, super, super big. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be a link to a picture, but that, that did not work. Did not. So I'm going to put this back over here. Put that over there, and I can work on all those later. And let's go to our media section. Ha! Image link to a sword. Fell. So does anybody have any questions? Um, for, uh, Nestor, before we get started on media section, any Gundam related or model giant robot related stuff, because John, of course, is uh, probably looking at what he's going to be buying pretty soon. Cause he's probably got link saved. Well, I'm not buying any. <laughs> he's like, I like that one. Oh yeah. That red ashtray sword is, is sweet. And, see, I like that. That's a big sword. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I already found the Gypsy Danger and Gypsy Avenger. They're both out of stock, so I gotta buy anything. <laughs> For sure, I actually just bought a toy of uh, Gypsy Danger anyways. Since last week, to be apropos for the Gunplay episode, I watched Pacific Rim. But... See, that that is a cool... I actually saw that at the, the store, not the store, but on uh, USA Gundam, and I was like, now that's a cool-looking Gundam. Now, on that link... Is this model painted red, or is that the red the plastic is like? I'm gonna. It depends because the red ashtray is actually a really good kit, but I think that's painted. Gotcha. Because I know that um, I was telling. I, I want to find that. Hold on a second. Because there was this Gundam that was at there, and at the store. And it was like $119. And I can't, I don't even know what one. Uh, Unic Unicorn Gundam 3? Oh, yeah. Because the model was actually gold, you know, shiny gold and everything. And it looked really cool. Of course, I'm, I right now I can't justify $119 for a Gundam kit. But it looks super, super legit. And I was like, oh, that's so cool looking. And everything. Yeah, that's which one it was. It was the Uni Unicorn Gundam 3 something, something, something. I just thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, some of so. the kits are just phenomenal. Like, you you look at it and you're like, wow, this is great. I can't wait to build it. And then you get the box and you open the box and you see the 40 different sprues that come in the box. And you kind of <laughs> close the box and put the box away and you cry in your shower and you're like, what did I get myself? <laughs> well, that's what I did. Like I opened up, I opened up each one of these as I got them, and I opened up the the Full Metal Panic one, the RX eight, uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is quite a bit, but nothing that I'm not, you know, too horribly, you know, afraid of. The kit looked really cool, and it's got a cool little pose. It's got a big old rifle and everything. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I went and picked up, you know, and I got the 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 Gundam GP three S whatever. And I was like, this box is big. This is going to be a big model. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm kind of looking forward to it because, I mean, all the models I build, of course, are to simple, you know, tabletop miniatures. 
type right. thing. And it's been forever since I put together a big model, uh, a big toy type thing, because that's what it, that's what it, these are. Um, model toys, and I was like, this was really, really cool. And I can't wait to put it down and put all three pose, you know, all three models together, and go, yeah, 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 and fuck yeah, type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't so building that part right there, building that one. Um, of course, to me, it's going to look pretty plain because I'm not. It's not painted. There's no stickers. There's no you know panel lining and stuff. So I'm going to look into see if I can get some panel lining because I know that if I put panel lining on that, that's just going to make that pop even more. Yeah. yeah. That's just going to make Mine. it, it's going to make it stand out a whole lot more. What do you recommend for panel lining? Let me scoot over. I can, I usually recommend the micro pens, uh, the, the micro pen, like 0.05 size pen nibs. They're really thin, but also to me, it makes one really So is it Tamiya? I'm gonna say Tamiya. But it's um, it's this type of uh, panel lining. So it's panel line, accent color, and it has a little, has a little pen, has like a little brush on the tip of it, mm -hmm. um, and you just dab it on there, and then you get rubbing alcohol, uh, to clean up the edges on a, on a cotton swab, to clean off any excess, and it'll look really smooth, really sweet. Um, and the good thing is that you can get these in different colors. So like any artist, we, we know that sometimes black doesn't really work with a color. Maybe you want red or with this, you maybe want purple, right? So maybe you want purple panel lining instead or dark purple. Um, you can do a lot and you can do weathering. I picked, I actually learned how to weather my vehicles better by weathering, by doing testing weathering on gunners. Awesome. Mm. has a, a question. Can you show an example of your panel lining? Do you have a model that you've done some panel lining on? Here, I'll fix your... So can make you your... pass me the uh, red Gundam model right there? Let's do this. Yep. Don't worry. Gotcha. Full screen here, so you can show it off. So, uh, uh, go down here in the light. Oh, other way. There you go. All right. So, all this is 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 panel lined with a micro pen, uh, and normally it's just bare plastic it's just red so it does give it more definition um and that's that was my test i was like oh let me do it on here and it looks so much better than what the other oh here's the other side yeah it, yeah it's like there's plain plastic <laughs> there's plain plastic and not plain plastic so it just helps it look better So funnily now, uh, USA Gundam Store is showing up on my Facebook feed. What? No. I, I find that funny how that works. Yeah. Uh, it's worse because they actually let off with some of the stuff I've been looking at on eBay. <laughs> some, Which uh, they have a they have a. Uh, uh, I do. Uh, 
I, the reason why my the LIDAR that you're putting together, mine isn't panel lined or painted or anything, that's my teaching example. It's like, boom, here's mine. That's how it should look. Mm-hmm. You can, and it goes around to all my students, and then they, they break an arm, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Here, have it. Um, so this is our media section where we talk about things that we've watched or seen or done anything. And as the guest, you are given first choice to talk about something. It could be a book, TV show, movie, whatever. Uh, we, do do, we don't do spoilers, so if it's something new, just be careful with that. But we do have a rating system. We have two rating systems. A rating from Cats to Casablanca. And Cats being the worst movie ever made. <laughs> Casablanca being the greatest movie ever made. And then we have our space herpes rating. The more space herpes, the worse the movie is. So if a movie is, you know, Cats, Cats goes beyond five space herpes. Casablanca, zero space herpes. So give us uh, one of your media and review it for us. Okay, so I have two. So I just saw Umbrella Academy season two. Same here. On Netflix. Um Comparing it to season one, it wasn't better than season one. It wasn't worse than season one. It was on par. So I was Correct. very happy with it. So, I'll agree with you on that. Um, how bad it was, I think the most it's going to get is maybe two space herpes from me. Oh, um, man. Because there were some parts where I was like, do we really need to go down this storyline? Like, can we just get to the part where they kick ass and like, but overall, it was a good, good series. Um, yeah, the fucking monkey. Gets his right. I, I'll agree. That there was a couple of episodes that we were like, I kind of, kind of faded out on. Um, that I, just, I, I only, I'm only going to give it one space herpes because it was, it was good. Uh, the ending, the the further along it got, the better it got. That's uh, they true. did touch on a bunch of social uh, issues. In this one, because they went traveled back in time and everybody knows to 1963, or, or roughly around there. So I mean, they went they went with that. Um, it only got one for me, but yeah, there was some some I wouldn't say issues, but pacing is the best way to do it. Right. You're like, yeah, let's go, let's go. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I had a, a blast. There were some really cool things. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. So. One space therapies for me and two from Nessie. Uh, let's go, John. Do you have anything that you can give? Uh... Well, sure. Yeah, I uh, I got done with uh, season three of Clone Wars. Thanks, <laughs> uh, so I'll take it a week off to watch something else, then I'll watch season four. And uh, just so you know, everything I see, it, that's because my other podcast. I said I was going to watch everything Star Wars. It, you know, so I am watching all of it. I've watched the first two movies. Now I'm watching Clone Wars, and I'm trying to get through it so I can then watch, you know, Attack of the Revenge uh, of the Sith, and then go on to the better Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. after that. But this, this Clone Wars has been a slog. Uh, apologies to everyone who loves it, rose-colored glasses, but season four and five, I'm supposed to be getting really good, so I am hoping it has consistently gotten better. Four, four does get better. But since I have a week off, I've started watching season two of Jack Ryan. Uh, I was going to watch the first season of The Expanse, but I wanted to go anti-sci-fi since everything else I do right now is sci-fi. So with Jack Ryan, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm two episodes in. I enjoyed the first season very much. Uh, I'm not going to give it a full rating yet, but I very much like where they're going. They've got some elements from the books that they're 
reskating and putting in here. Uh, some of it's kind of see through, but not in a, like a bad way. Like you're like, oh, this is gonna happen. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, so that's what you think. And I am very much liking it. I am interested to see where it goes. So positive so far. We're we're looking at a, a tentative uh, low space rippy rating for Jack Ryan, uh, season two. But we will see how it ends up. I got some more episodes to go in two weeks and a whole week or two to watch it. So it was all good. I like Jack Ryan. Yeah. So. That's- I've always liked Tom Kent's Clancy stuff. Uh, it's actually, let's say, the first adult novels I read. Anything you know, not made for YA back when I was a teenager. Uh, my mom got me. We both read the Tom Clancy novels and loved the crap out of them. Movies were all, I mean, pretty solid. I didn't watch the one with uh, Captain Kirk in it, but I saw oh, Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine. Uh, the one with Ben Affleck was fine. It was, wasn't amazing. It was, but you know. I, Overall, I've liked the whole series. Uh, uh, looking forward to finishing this. Yeah, Tom Clancy is one of my favorite authors. Um, oh, yeah. Um, all right, Nessie, what's your next one? So Jim Butcher is actually one of my favorite authors. Um, and I just – I didn't read Peace Talks. I did um, one of the short stories, so it's brief cases for the Dresden Files. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember when – Jim Butcher was actually at Gen Con, so I, I rushed over to get like a signature of one of my books. And uh, but I'm listening to an audiobook of Briefcases, and it's actually going to get one space herpy because I'm a big fan. So maybe I'm a big bias, but um, it also kind of it's short stories in between all the novels of the Dresden Files, so it kind of gives you some clarity of all the stuff that's out there. So it's actually pretty good. See, Nessie, you've now supplanted me as Banyan's best friend because you like the Dresden Files. I found them to be okay. <laughs> I read the first three books and was like, they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. I mean, nothing, not much wrong with them. They're okay. Yeah. It's just not my jam. Yeah, they, they're great, though. They're Well, for me, it's more of Dresden... Dresden does... like I, I didn't grow up like the main character, Harry Dresden, but... Um, a lot of what he went through as a kid, I went through as a kid being a nerd, and you know we all been through that, right? So like, you know, you don't really fit in anywhere. You're, you're, you're like it touched more of like how I was the uh, growing up a lonely child. Um, I had a stepsister, but she didn't live with me, so it's it's very different. Uh, and then the character just grows for me. So from now he's like, yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. He's not exactly the way I turned out, but I kind of came out on top. So. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> that would be the story of his life, I believe. Yes, that's the way it goes. Parker Luck. Um, also this week, uh, since I have HBO Max, um, I started looking to see what I could watch on there because I was like, ooh, what's on HBO Max? It's not on HBO, all the other ones. And I found that Doom Patrol, that HBO Max has the DC shows and the DC network attached to it. So I was like, I'm do what? Does it really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. HBO Max has uh, the DC network attached to it. I should probably have logged into that and found out. I may, You may have saved me uh, make things easier to mail then because uh, <laughs> Batman Ninja might actually be on that then, dog. I haven't checked. I'm going to go check. This, uh, I was wondering what shows because yeah, I was going to go check. Save me some problems then. Go straight to mail on that DVD to uh, Kathy then. So I'll check to see if it's on there, but Doom Patrol is on there. 
Um, anybody knows Doom Patrol is a DC comic, and it's kind of a off of the rails type. I think it's what the Elsewhere series is what it was. It's kind of the it's it's not your typical superhero show. Oh, definitely uh, not. It's never it was never your typical superhero comic. Correct. No. Um, and so I was like, oh, cool. I'm gonna sit here and watch it because I was like, I like. I like quirky, weird type of superhero stuff, and Doom Patrol really fits this. And then I saw who was in it, and I was like, hell yes, I'm watching this. And the cast is just great. Uh, John, who, who, who are the top bill cast? I know you're looking it up. Oh, I figured you'd be looking. It's like the first thing you do. Um, Batman's on it or not. There's more important things to do right yeah, now. Yeah, more important things. <laughs> Yeah, I, know, I know Nick Cage plays one of the robots. Um, uh, okay, so the cast, uh, which I thought was interesting. We go to it. I'm going to read off them all their names. Because um, I was like, looking, I was like, where's this person from? Where's this person from? Um, we have Matt Boomer, which is from the old uh, White Collar um, uh, TV show, which I really loved him in that. Uh, playing there. Timothy Dalton's in it. Yeah. Um, April Bowley, which is another Diane Guerrera, and of course Brendan Fraser. That guy hasn't done anything Fraser. in forever, and he's in this. And I was like, yes. Um, of course, this is an adult style comic book superhero movie, TV show. Uh, tons of cursing. I haven't seen any nudity that I know of that I've seen, but I mean, definitely tons of cursing, blood and guts. You know type of thing so i mean it, it definitely hits the adult factor but it's been pretty fucking good i was really really enjoying it right now um of course the story is way off the rockers you know interdimensional demons and interdimensional stuff and fighting and everything i mean i knew about doom patrol as a comic i never got into it i think i may have read one or something and i was like okay cool uh, type thing, but I'm really digging all the characters in this. There's a lot of fun. The cast works really well. I find it funny that Cyborg is in this one uh, because I don't remember Cyborg being part of Doom Patrol. Um, uh, but yeah. he is he is in this, um, which I thought was interesting, which is okay because, I mean, I don't have a problem. It's a DC person. Cool. Keep going with it. As long as we concentrate on what Doom Patrol is, I don't care. Um... There are some really great lines. Um, they touch on a lot of social subjects, which is really good because that's, you know, what, you know, what some of their things they did in the comic. Um, I'm really enjoying it right now. I'm maybe giving it maybe half a space herpes because uh, there's some episodes that are, it's, it's kind of weird. Like an episode could be an hour long to 50 minutes long to an hour and a half long. It's not every episode is like an hour long. I kind of like that, actually. I mean, you don't yeah. need the episode to be any longer than they have to be, right? Correct. It, it's just it's just weird. I know because I was like watching this episode, and I'm like, man, this is taking a long time. And I pause it, and it's like an hour and thirty five minute episode, and I'm like, dang, okay, cool. I mean, I, I I I can watch this show and put together models, but I was thoroughly enjoying. I was liking everything that was about it. It was, it's really good. It's dark when it needs to be dark. It's got some good comedic value. Um, one of the things they touch on is older superheroes in the show, which I thought was a very interesting thing um, and type stuff. But, I mean, it's it's really good. Uh, if you have HBO Max, 
you can get it. It gives you the DC shows. Uh, and that was one of the things on there. Um, I haven't even got through season one yet. Um, but I know season two just recently came out. So I don't know if we're getting season three yet. But I'm really liking it. Cool. So I, I did just look at Ninja Batman is not on HBO Max. Is it probably too soon or something? No, it's been out for a while. I don't know. Nor is Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is too bad. So I guess it's just some other things that play there. Who knows? But they do have Battle Angel Alita, which I may have to rewatch. Oh, yeah. Like the other DC cartoons? Like Justice There was quite a few. There was quite a few. Like Justice League vs. Teen Titan, or vs. I guess vs. Teen Titans. They have. uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. They've got quite a few of them, but not all of them. I'm sure there's some very specific reason why they have what they have, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, Batman vs. the Red Hood was actually a very good uh, cartoon. Honestly, I wish they had been more consistent with being in the same universe, but most of those were really good. Like, my buddy that I used to work with, Adam, used used to let me borrow stuff, and they were all pretty good. Some of them were, were the equal of the comic they were based off of. Some, maybe not so much, but close. So, But it's cool to see they have that there. It's uh, more functionality. I only have HBO Max because I'm going to have to watch the uh, uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League when that comes out. That's, yeah, I see? That's, that's my push. It's like, I want to see that. and But oh. now, with all the DC cartoons, I can watch that. So. Huh. Knowing what Zack Snyder's about compared to Joss Whedon who took over it, I don't want to see that, but I feel like I need to see that. Right. Like, <laughs> like walking through trains collide. I know it's a bad idea, but, you know, it's still going to As someone who's seen both versions of Batman versus Superman, the regular and the ultimate, let me just first say, I don't know why I do this to myself, and two, watch the fucking ultimate. It is categorically better. I've heard. I don't care if it's longer. It's just plain better. Well, I was just really surprised that they had DC attached to that. Yeah, um, they were trying to make their streaming service. Maybe they're gonna nix that because I, I don't think. I mean, I was surprised. Like DC doesn't have enough to really be worth its own streaming service. No offense, DC. Like Marvel's in with Disney, so they got the easy there. But you can't, you can't tell me you're gonna get a streaming service for any reasonable price a month that is just DC. Yeah, which I thought was interesting was because I'm sitting there and I'm like. Signed up the account, was looking through it, and there's a couple of shows on there that I wanted to I wanted to see some movies, and I'm like, cool. And then I was kind of going down, and it's like, DC's attached to this. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And then I, I really clicked through it, and started looking. At it. It's like Doom Patrol. I'm like, done. Uh, there's, you know, I'm gonna watch this. I mean, because like I said, it's it's quite a few episodes. I binge watched Umbrella Academy in like one day, yeah, uh, season two, and then when I watched. Doom Patrol, there's no way I'm going to get through... I could get through one season, you know, in that time, because there was just a lot to it, but I'm definitely happy about it. So, yeah, I mean... I think that's going to be more of the new way of streaming. The big dogs will keep their streaming service, and they'll attract some of the little dogs to them. And you may see the little dogs change from service to service if they get more popular. Yeah. But I think that's going to be the forward, because you can't... We're going to reach critical mass quickly. I mean, Peacock just came out not that long ago for NBC... Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, they don't have anything flagship like Star Trek Discovery to keep them going. Yeah. So we'll yeah. have to see how that goes. I think that's what we're looking at. That was my only reason for getting CBS All Access was I wanted to see Star Trek Discovery. You know, oh, yeah. And uh, then before, I don't know what you think, Nestor, but uh, 
I, I think it's fucking worth the money. Just straight yeah. up. No, no. Thank you. Picard, seeing Picard and then seeing Star Trek Discovery after Picard, and I'm like, I'm good. I, I'll wait for the next seasons. I, you know, I watch FBI, FBI Most Wanted. Like I watch all these other crime shows, Criminal Minds. I'm like, I'm good. I'm gonna get NCIS, and I love NCIS, and I haven't watched it in forever. But uh, the X and I used to love watching NCIS. I, I upgraded to coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm still finishing. Um, I finished my scotch, but so Nessie, we're coming yeah. to the end of the podcast. Um, when do you stream? Where can people find you? Blah blah blah, so on and so forth. So, streaming has been a hit or miss thing. I'm trying to do Mondays at at 10 p.m. Eastern, so 9 p.m. Central, uh, mainly because my daughter's already asleep. So. Um, <laughs> And I normally stream for about an hour to two hours, depending on what I'm working on. Uh, this week we'll be working on Gundams because I am running out of space. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody bought too many kits. Um, but I, I stream on twitch.tv slash Nessie Knows. Um, but if you miss it, obviously you replay and then I just carry it over to YouTube. Shocking, also Nessie Knows. Um, Facebook, Nessie Knows. I do a lot of uh, different things on my Facebook page, um, but it's the same on my Twitch. So it's Star Wars Legion, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, um, A Song of Ice and Fire. It just ranges. So whatever's on my Twitch and my Instagram and Twitter and smoke signals. I make smoke signals if you follow that. Um, but, uh, Which... Um... Yeah. Talk about Song of Ice and Fire. Did you see the um, the uh, Simon panel? Yes. Um, so yeah. I'm very excited about the mammoths. I don't play free folk. I'm just looking to forward to killing those things so I can have like new carpets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also dragons. Dragons. I I, I don't play Targaryens. I play Baratheons. Yep. Um, because Robert, uh, the beard, you know, the beard thing. Uh, but my friend is like, super excited. He's like, I get all three dragons. And I'm like, all right, calm down. Calm down. I'm going to kill them too. Um, but he wrecks face with, with his Targaryens and his free folk. So I already know I'm in trouble. Yeah, they, they had a pretty good panel of release and stuff and everything. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, guys, go ahead and go follow. We did put a link up there on uh, Nessie's uh, Twitch page. You can find them all on Facebook. Nessie knows. Um, give that guy some love. Show him a, what you want and what you have. Check him out. Um, of course, we'll have this up online so people can listen to it later, Nessie. So you can uh, link it and go, hey, you know, type thing and talk about Gundam. <laughs> Look, I, get to, so. I did something. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to finish working on this model and post it up as soon as I can because uh, depending on what happens as soon as I get everything loaded. Uh, Nessie, we want to thank you for coming on and talking Thanks, Gunpla. Guys. It's been a been a been a kind of a hot topic we wanted to get done. Uh, we're glad you're uh, doing better and everything, and you know you're yep. you're healthier right now. So yeah. putting four we, tiles and 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 not eating that day, and all of a sudden not like crashed hard. But yeah, folks are like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, I don't know. Get me to the hospital. Um, Remember, take care of yourself. Yep. Make sure you're eating your meals, wearing your mask, check on each other. Wash your hands. Wash, Wash your, hands. your hands. Keep your hands away from your eyes. 
mm-hmm. hard time with that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So guys, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Nessie. Everybody have a good night. Night, Nessie. Thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Um, the next time we can get together, I definitely need to uh, kick your butt in Song of Ice and Fire. Um, we couldn't find her anybody that would willing to do it, but I want to do it. Definitely when a Defcon comes around. 